neighbor. This is Evangelist Len Paxton, and I want to thank you for visiting our Crosstalk blog, MediaCast, today. Today we're going to discuss with you briefly why we can be forgiven. I'm so thankful that there's forgiveness available for the things in my life that I have done that's been wrong. And all of us have been there. We've all done things we wish we wouldn't have done. We've done things that's been a sin against God and a sin against other people. And why can we be forgiven? Well, forgiveness is of such importance to each of us that we must realize the basis of our forgiveness is the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen. We can be be forgiven only on the basis of what Jesus did on our behalf. Before Jesus suffered and died on the cross, Isaiah the prophet gave us a picture of what he was to do and why he was to do it. In Isaiah 53, Isaiah describes the suffering death of our Lord Jesus Christ. In verses 4 through 6, the scripture says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. That is the basis, neighbor, of God's forgiveness. It does not compromise his justice. The justice of God was fully and finally satisfied because Jesus became our substitute and took our iniquity, our rebelliousness, and our guilt. Isaiah and Paul both emphasize that none are excluded from the need of forgiveness. Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It may not be some atrocious crime of murder or rape that each of us is guilty of, but Isaiah says that we have all gone astray. We have all turned to our own way. We have been rebellious. We have been self-pleasers. We have lived by our own standards. Thereby, we have robbed God of his glory. This is all summed up in one strong word of Scripture, iniquity. But thanks be to God. The Lord laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. The Hebrew word that is translated laid on him is a vivid word. It means made to meet together on him. All of our iniquities, all of our sins, all of our failings were made to meet together on Jesus Christ. All of the sins, all of the burden of men, all of the guilt of all ages, of all races, past, present, and future, came and met together upon the person of the Lord Jesus Christ as he hung on the cross. Jesus did not die for his own sin, for he never sinned. Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. Please take note how closely linked healing and forgiveness are. Many times people are seeking healing when what they really need is forgiveness before they can be healed. It is also true that at times God does heal people who are not forgiven as yet. We can also see the consequences of forgiveness is peace. The consequences of forgiveness 
is peace. Because Jesus was punished on the cross for our sin, God offers us peace and reconciliation. On the cross, Jesus Christ was our substitute. And that's the beautiful truth of redemption. We cannot earn our forgiveness, period. In Romans chapter 4, Paul bases his teachings on the experience of Abraham. Paul points out that Abraham did not earn his relationship with God. Abraham was justified because he believed, not because of what he did. Read Romans 4, verses 1 through 5. If we lead perfectly good lives, then we would have reached the reward of righteousness as a due. But Paul says that because none of us has led perfect lives, think about it today, we have not been perfect. We may have tried, we may have made some self-effort toward perfection, but we have not led perfect lives, so we cannot claim it as a due. We have to receive righteousness out of God's graciousness as a free gift to us. Paul then goes on to quote the words of David in Psalm 32. He talks about, blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputes not iniquity and in whose spirit there is no guile. When we receive Christ and what he did for us at Calvary, our sins will never be counted against us. And that's good gospel news today. Amen. Paul continues by telling us in Romans chapter 4, verses 20 through 25, that in Christ, it is Christ who was raised to life for our justification. As we put our faith in Jesus and what he did for us at the cross of Calvary, this becomes a reality for us. We are justified through faith in the death of Jesus on our behalf. When all our sins are forgiven us because of our faith in Jesus, we are reckoned righteous with the very righteousness of Jesus himself. Praise God. And when the devil comes along and tries to remind us of our past, we can look at him square in the eye and remind him of his future. Praise God. And we can tell him that we have been made righteous because of what Jesus did at Calvary. When God forgives us through our faith in Christ, he does not partially forgive us. God totally forgives us. Let's look at Micah 7, verses 18 through 19, uh, as we close this devotional time this morning. Who is a God like unto you, who pardons iniquity and passes by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retains not his anger forever. Oh, thank God, because he delights in mercy. He will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities, and you will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Isn't that so beautiful? Everything that we have ever done wrong, everything that could ever make us feel guilty or feel ashamed, every accusation that the enemy could ever bring against us, God treads them under his feet and hurls them into the depths of the sea. If God has forgiven you, then you are forgiven. Praise God. God's forgiveness is total. Total. It's a complete forgiveness. In Isaiah 43, 25, God speaks to his people. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions. Now notice this. For my own sake, God says. God forgives us and wipes our sins clean. He blots them out for his own sake and will not remember your sin anymore. When God forgives us, he gives us a clean record. 
It is as though what has been forgiven had never taken place. Not only does God blot out the record, but he blots it out from his own memory. He says that he will not remember our sins anymore. When God forgives, he forgets. And it's all because of Calvary. Heavenly Father, thank you for this moment with the people today. Lord, I ask that you take these few words and drive them to our hearts. Lord, the engrafted word that's able to save our souls. And we give you the praise and the glory, lifting up Jesus Christ in everything we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.